0: It's Bernard Nomberg with the Nomberg Law Live podcast. In this particular episode, I have NFL former vet, Chris Gronkowski, and we're talking about work comp and the NFL. And there's so many nuances to these laws and how it works from behind the scenes. We think that any fan of NFL football will be interested to learn Chris's experiences and how things are done From that standpoint, of course, you probably know Chris as part of the famous Gronkowski brothers, his brother, Rob, longtime tight end in the NFL. Well, Chris put in four seasons as well for different teams, and it's a really interesting conversation. We hope you'll enjoy this episode of Nomberg Law Live podcast. If you like this episode, please consider giving us a five star rating. And a review and subscribing will ensure that you get each podcast as they come out on a weekly basis. Thank you again. Okay, guys, I want to welcome everybody. It's Bernard Nomberg with the Nomberg Law Firm in Birmingham, of course. And as we do from time to time, hot topics that deal with employers, employees, independent contractors, most notably work comp and disability, I try to bring to the audience so that the general public, whoever is on our platforms can can learn a little bit. Well, my guest today is Chris Gronkowski, NFL vet, part of the famed Gronkowski brothers uh, is, and, and uh, has so many different platforms, including Gronked Up podcast, uh, and is does so much interaction with his TikTok Uh, account about answering questions from fans about what life is like on the inside of being an NFL player and that's what led me to getting in touch with Chris and we're gonna pick up some questions about work comp and I want to welcome you Chris and I appreciate you making some time.
1: Hey thanks so much for having me
0: today. Oh absolutely now what uh, where do we find you today are you in your studios where are you today? Oh
1: man so yeah I'm in my upstairs studio of my house uh spare bedroom the wife took over the office and um no COVID, some crazy times. So, a lot of my work is done at my house now. And then, um, you know, I go in the office as well. But yeah, I'm, I created kind of this, this little studio upstairs of my house with a green screen. And that's uh, right. That's do a right. lot of my podcasting videos right here.
0: Well, I know you've got three football players in the making, probably downstairs, <laughs> maybe napping a little bit. So, we won't <laughs> keep you this long, uh, very long today. But, guys, a little bit more about Chris. Chris came, went to Maryland, then he went to Arizona, where he's a multi sport uh, player. Uh, graduated uh, after playing at, uh, excuse me, after playing at Arizona, went undrafted, signed as a free agent. Tell me if I got any of this wrong. Uh, Started off with the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys, let's see, gosh, I knew I I wouldn't remember. Colts, Browns, and then Chargers uh, after four NFL Broncos, Broncos,
1: yeah. (laughs) One of my brothers made it to the Browns, my brother Dan, but... um, I don't know why I
0: said Browns. I knew it was the Broncos. (laughs) Uh, You got me mixed up. But Chris... I played through college. Uh, every You know, guys get hurt in football. It doesn't matter the level of the, the game, that's just part of it. But what folks don't know is once they get into the professional ranks, there's a lot of things from behind the scenes that people don't know how all of that works. And that's kind of what I want to talk about a little bit today. Uh, we've seen every year this happens, including your brother Rob a couple of times, but Dak Prescott, season-ending injury. Drew Brees may be out for an extended period of time. Joey Bosa, Sam Darnold. I could go on and on and on. It's just part of the sport. But Chris, and I know that you had some injuries as, as in your career, but I want to start as a broad stroke picture here is when you get hurt as an NFL player, we might see it on a Sunday. We're not going to see it on practice. We're not going to see it in the off season. So right for now, I want to talk about the in-season season active roster player who gets hurt in the game so my my first question to you is um, who's treating you who who is actually uh, administering medical care for folks who are on that active roster and get hurt during the season
1: yeah so you have a you have the full training staff that's there uh if you get hurt and it's an injury that you know requires an mri they're going to immediately send you off to um you know the partner hospital or imaging center that they're with uh, so anything that's, that's, you know, a serious injury, they are going to send you off uh, to, to get, you know, further check. But yeah, it's the, the day-to-day is going to be your training staff. Uh, so you're going to be in there before practice. You're going to be in there after practice um, as well. If you're still able to practice, that is um, if not, you know, you're going to be uh, first off having, you know, surgery at you know, a preferred medical center and you can go anywhere you want as well. So you can go, uh, you know, I, for me, uh, I had back surgery. I flew to Florida, uh, with Dr. Andrews and um, and I had my pec surgery done in Pensacola uh, at his facility and he takes care of a lot of NFL players so uh, you actually get to choose what doctor you want to use you don't have to use a team doctor for surgery and they're going to cover it um, of course as well so uh, after that your day-to-day and your
0: rehab it's going to be with your training staff. Well Chris we certainly know Dr. Andrews well I'm in Birmingham Alabama and his oh, yeah. founding <laughs> clinic is just about three miles from here and I too had surgery with dr andrews back in high school i had uh uh, uh, calcium deposits taken out of my my elbow but anyway chris if you go to the and have this surgery and you're under the care of the team physicians and and staff what happens to those medical bills are you are you the player going to be given those bills are you responsible for those
1: so in the nfl you are not responsible for them Uh, You know, something actually that happens in college is, you know, a lot of times the school is responsible for it, but they don't pay them. So a lot of guys leave college with these horrible credit scores and uh, debt collectors after them because the school never pays it. So that's super frustrating. But the NFL does a good job. Uh, They're going to take care of it. They understand their responsibility to take care of you as a player. And they know that, you know, they take that on when they sign you. So what they do is they do the most extensive medical check you'll ever see before they sign you. Uh, you know, if you get traded uh, and you go to another team, that team as well is gonna do the same thing. They're gonna look over you, they're gonna make sure everything's perfect. And there's actually times when guys get traded and they get sent back to a team because they don't pass the physical. Uh, but yeah, they're gonna pick up the bill. Uh, they're gonna pick up the rehab, um, all that. And they're gonna you know, allow you to do it really anywhere you want as well if you want to. Uh, the one thing people don't see though is that uh, you can also get your salary cut. Um, by a significant amount if you get hurt. So I didn't realize that. Um, my second year, I went to the Colts. I tore my pec on on a kickoff coverage. I was tackled Darren Sproles on the 15 yard line. Went to do you know the fist pump and just wasn't really feeling right. So um, completely tore my pec and had to have surgery on it. Get it repaired. And what I didn't realize was that I, I lost 40 percent of my paycheck for the rest of the year uh, because of that reason.
0: Yeah, I don't think that the average fan out there realizes that these injuries that mere mortals, average humans, us out in the, the real world may not necessarily suffer similar uh, situations, but there are a lot of similarities, and it depends on what state that the contract is entered into with the athlete. For example, when when you had your injury that you were just with the pec muscle, that was with which uh, you were with the Colts at the time, the Colts. and Indiana law for this particular situation should have been the ruling uh, state for jurisdiction purposes. And now I'm kind of lawyer nerding out here, but this is part of what we're talking about. And each state has its own set of work comp laws. If this was in Alabama, you would get paid up to a maximum amount of money set by law or two thirds, 66 and two thirds of the average weekly wages. Now the typical NFL player is going to max way out. So they're going to take a huge pay cut during that time period. And we're, we're talking that there is a big difference and we'll get to the other part, the non-roster or the, the non-active roster, the, the practice player in a minute. But we're talking about you getting hurt while you're on the active roster and you got hurt in, in a game. Now, during that time, Chris, were you taken off of the active roster and move to a different category like injured reserve or how did they treat you during that time period
1: absolutely so i was put on on ir so injured reserve and um i guess it was it was the 66 and two-thirds that i got
0: it wasn't 40 percent. i guess i was a little off on that it felt like 40 well everything's uh, a little bit different but that was just given Alabama as the example. okay
1: i, I think it might have been that it might be similar in indiana um it also i think there was a factor in there as well that it was a way game as well so um we actually were at the Saints. We were playing at the Saints. So uh, I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember if that did play in or not. But I think it
0: did play in because I actually got hurt in a different state as well. You, Chris, you brought up a very good point. And what I should have said is had your injury been at home, definitely Indiana law would have applied. However, many states have concurrent jurisdiction for work comp purposes. And so there may be a choice of law, meaning... If Louisiana is better for, for Chris and his injuries by way of recovery, that might've taken precedent over Indiana. However, there are some situations where you can have concurrent jurisdiction where both states can apply, where you may be able to get a recovery in, in both states. And it, it takes, it's a state by state analysis. Now, Chris, when you finished your rehab, your recovery from that, were you still part of uh, the Colts? Or at that point, had the Colts parted ways with you? I was still a part of the team. And take us kind of through that process. How, how long from when you got hurt in the game until you were back and eligible to, to play again?
1: So this recovery was about six months, uh, six-month recovery for you to come back from a pec, uh, pec injury uh, after surgery. So uh, I was out rehabbing for about six months. Uh, I was able to get back on the field. Uh, you know, pretty much uh, Pretty much full recovery. I mean, you're going to have defects in the muscle and, you know, you could visually see it. Uh, and it's going to bother you and you're not supposed to bench again, uh, you know, all the way down for, for pretty much the rest of your life. Um, so I was able to come back from it done though, and, and perform my job at the level that I needed to. And I was back out on the field and then uh, actually got traded during the off season. Uh, Bruce Arians came in and uh, you know, he's now with Tampa Bay, but Bruce Arians does not believe in a fullback. So uh, the second he came in, I went from starting on uh, the offense and every special teams to um, all of a sudden standing on the sideline one day and uh, halfway through the day, I got a tap on the shoulder and I was told I was going to Denver, so but, uh, that's game just on.
0: <laughs> Such is the life in the NFL. But And I want to welcome, we've got some other lawyers who are here, here with us. i got my buddy Mitch Jackson in Southern California. Hey, Mitch, good to see you. He is also an Arizona alum and fan. Oh, yeah. So you bear, bear down. down. Uh, Brian Blackwell down in my hometown in South Alabama and Dothan. Good to see you guys for both spending some time with Chris Gronkowski and me. And we're talking about NFL players and work comp, what happens kind of behind the scenes. Now, Chris, take us back. You you have your surgery and then you're going through your post-surgery rehab and all of that. Where does that take place? Where do you do your rehab?
1: So I was doing my rehab at the Colts facility, mm-hmm. um, you know, the first week, I think it was actually at the, you know, in Pensacola um, at that facility and then they released me and and I went back. Now you do have the option to pretty much, I think you can do it anywhere you want. It's actually your option as a player. Uh, they obviously prefer that you do it um, at the facility of the team that you're on, but uh, you do have the option to really
0: rehab anywhere that you want to and they will cover that cost. And one of the things that you, you may or may not have gotten involved in any part of this, but depending on the contract that the workers comp insurance carrier has with the, the team with the franchise there will be some type of a contractual arrangement where the team can be reimbursed by the insurance carrier for the bills that they paid for your medical care uh, during that time period and, and i know that again it's it's a lot of lawyer stuff in here and we're going to keep it high and dry and not get too deep in those woods but chris when you were finally given your release back did you have to when, when you were finished rehabbing your pec injury did you have to go back and get another clearance or physical in order to be cleared to go back to playing in the NFL oh that's that's a good question Um, I can't 100%
1: remember that off the top of my head but uh, I'm sure I had to or I had to at least kind of I probably had to at least pass a physical uh, but I I can't recall
0: well you I know you had mentioned a few minutes ago that when for any franchise to bring you on to one of their rosters you've got to pass a physical and i know that you you then went on to the broncos i was just assuming that maybe you had a physical either le- exiting the colts or entering uh the, the broncos
1: entering the broncos for sure and that was uh, extremely thorough um and they they checked every injury i've ever had you know a lot of mris and then um they do a really good job of also checking your heart as well, uh, you know, EKGs, but also uh, sonograms as well. So that was the first time I actually saw my, my heart beat on a screen and watch <laughs> all the valves close and stuff like that. So I, I remember the Broncos doing a really thorough job of, uh, you know, giving me a
0: physical. Very good. Well, Chris, we've got a, got a question or two here from you. Uh, you may or may not have this, but if you do, let us know. From your experience in the NFL, is there one particular position, that you have seen that has more injuries, more prone to injuries than any of the other positions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so. And I think it's to me, I think it's a running back. And I think the reason is, you know, those guys are getting hit on average three to four times every time they touch the ball. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a good running back, you make the first guy miss Um, you know, the second guy comes in and you know, he's probably going to hit you when you're off balance because the first guy you just got around and then the third guy is going to come in and just clean you out every single time. And then, uh, you know, the fourth guy is going to just jump on you for fun. So um, I think, I think the running back position is um, it's pretty brutal and and those guys get pretty beat up and the life expectancy isn't that long. Uh, So I would probably
0: go, I'd probably say a running back is a a position that gets probably gets hurt the most. What would it have been like if you'd have been in the same backfill for the guy, the size of say Derrick Henry. Did you have oh, anybody man. that big? Has there been anybody that big in the last twenty years to to be in the backfield? There's oh man, what was Brandon
1: Jacobs from uh, the Giants? Is pretty big, and yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, there's not many. Uh, I, a, I blocked for Marion Barber. is pretty big, but it's so rare to see somebody
0: that big and that athletic, and especially that speed, man. That speed's yeah. insane. So there's not uh, that many linebackers who can run ninety yards multiple times in a career, uh, in a play, but. Chris, let's, like getting back to, to work comp, You, you let, let's stay with the, the pectoral muscle injury that you had. When the doctors were finishing with you, as a side note, if, if I'm in the real world and, I'm, and I run a forklift and I have your injury, I'm going to go through the work comp system. The doctor's going to tell me that I've reached maximum improvement. That's the doctor's way of saying, I can't get any better. I may not be a whole man anymore, but I'm as good as I'm gonna get medically. And then they're gonna figure out if I have any return to work limitations. They're gonna figure out if I have any permanent physical impairment. And that's leading me to this question. You don't wanna have any limitations because you wanna go on and play with your, whatever uh, a franchise is gonna have your need, your services. Are those types of questions ever talked about with your doctors when you're leaving, when you're finishing your medical care? Are they going to say, all right, I'm going to clear you, but you really have got these issues you need to be fully aware of. Does that ever come into those conversations? Yeah, it definitely has. Uh,
1: I know that I was, you know, I was never supposed to do a full bench, um, you know, ever again. Uh, so, you know, I, I was told I have to have a a cushion on my chest. If I wanted to bench, I couldn't come all the way down. Um, you know, I couldn't do stuff like, like uh, pack flies and, Definitely had limitations on the lifting aspect of the job, uh, but other than that, you know, football-wise, I was, you know, I was clear to do uh, to play into actual to play games. So that was kind of what I was told, and you um, it was, it was at, at that point it was my choice to to do those things or not to do them.
0: The the bumps and bruises come with any ball player, any sport, particularly football, maybe hockey, etc., and. I'm going to have to assume, because I, obviously I didn't play on the professional level, so I need your, your input here. You've got to take the mentality, I assume, that you're Superman. You're Superman all the time because you're doing as maximum as you can ability-wise. But here's my question. After you get hurt and you, you've been wounded and you come back from that, how do you put that aside? How do you get back to that Superman mentality or, or do you?
1: When you're young, you do. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, what happens when you get hurt is, you, I mean, you just miss the team, you feel like you let everyone down. Uh, and, and so I think it's it's also a big mental game as well as physical. Uh, so at that point, you're just so determined to get back out there and help your team. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're more aware of that injury. And, um, you know, you find ways to play a little smarter, a little bit different. But I don't think you're ever necessarily the same uh, you know you, you, you finally got hurt and uh, in a big way so uh, you know you're still young though and um, for me when I was playing I was I was a whole new person I was a whole I guess not new person I was I was just a different person at that point and my mentality was you know I'm going to do whatever I'd have to do to stay on the field uh, you know I could never go back and do what I did then I could never take those hits uh, once I left it was over for me but in that time and in that that mindset that I was in now you are. That's how you feel. You feel like Superman and nothing's going to take it away from you. So you're going to push through it. You're going to go all out. You're going to endure the pain
0: and uh, you're going to do whatever it takes to get back on that field. Well, it's, it's also by this point when you're headed to the Broncos, you're in your third year. You're now a veteran. You're not a wide-eyed uh, undrafted or free agent coming out of Arizona. You've learned a lot, that's for sure. And, and I do want to side note for just a minute or two, this sitting about the the, the rest of the Gronkowski brothers, but you guys were in the NFL at the same time. There were what, three of you at the same time? Yep, three brothers, yeah. Because I, I know that, that there were two on the Patriots one of the years that they won the title. But my question to you is, I guess this more is a brother to brother. I have two brothers, all three of us played high school ball, two of us played in college. Unfortunately, we didn't get to play at the same time or on the same teams. And I've heard you say in other podcasts or in other social media, that that's such a driving internal force for you to be the best you can because of your brother's influences. Rob's been hurt a bunch. He's also played many years. How, talk to us, if you will, if you wanna talk about this a little bit, about the interaction between the brothers, about encouragement and getting back out there and trying to get back to that Superman mentality amongst yourselves.
1: Yeah, that's that's
0: really, what you lean on when you
1: get hurt you know or you have a bad day or whatever it is you know you you lean on your family and your good friends at those moments in your life so I think that's been, been a big part for us as well everyone gets hurt and it, it's the most frustrating thing in the world so you have to have those people that you trust that to, to be around and really to lean on for support at those times so that's when we reach out and talk the most um is during those times and when I was playing, it was, it was kind of funny because we'd, we'd all jump on and, um, you know, a headset like this. and We played video games together at night and we kind of talked through, uh, you know, everything that was going on uh, on the field and, you know, at our teams and stuff like that. And it was a good way for us to kind of just get, um, you know, get it off our chest or, you know, really interact with each other as well. So that's that's what we used to do back in the day. Now it's, you know, text and, and phone calls and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it, it, tough times. You have to have a good support system, and I think that's what we have, and it's really helped all of us in everything
0: that we do, not just sports, but business-wise afterwards as well. Well, and I do want to get to the ice shaker in just a few minutes, that business that, that you just so beautifully have developed over the last decade. But we've all heard, those those of us who are NFL fans, next man up, those coveted 53 positions – uh, they don't come around to just anyone. That's why they're all the testing and the everything that goes forward with this. But I want to take it off of the active roster. I want to now talk for a few minutes, Chris, about the, the practice squad, which I think used to be called the taxi squad. Let, let's say you're on the practice roster and you get hurt in a practice uh, that no one ever sees except for the team and, and who's there. Um, I, I know you had a second injury, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But I want you to just take us into the mindset, what you observed about the the, the practice squad injuries, and how different it is from the active roster.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I was I never was on practice squad, and um, they changed the rules after I played. But yeah, once I played my first year, I was ineligible um, at that point. So. Uh, you could stick a lot longer now with the new rules, and uh, we've seen some of the oldest practice squad players ever now. But um, you know, when you're on practice squad, it, it's pretty simple. If you get hurt, they're gonna they're gonna release you with the injury settlement. It's pretty much what it comes down to. Uh, you know, you're not a super valuable player for them. They don't care if you get picked up by other teams at that point, and you're damaged good. So um, they're gonna do the quickest, easiest thing that they can. Uh, you know, they're gonna pay you out based on your salary, based on how long they think you're gonna hurt for and how long it's going to take to recover and they're going to bring someone else in so that's that's pretty how pretty much how the, the practice squad rolls
0: yeah and there is um the the best way i can equate it for those who who aren't really that familiar is on the college level on the high school level you have what's called the scout team the scout team is who prepares the first team offense and defense for the next game and again it's not a great analogy but is that would that be as close as you could could call what the taxi squad or now the practice squad is used for, utilized for? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, same thing. Um, you know, you only have 53 guys on the roster, and now I think it's 10 practice squad guys. Um, so yeah, I mean, you have 53, you have punters, kickers, all that as well. So you don't have enough guys uh, necessarily to you know practice against, especially if they're they're really talented guys. They're not going to go play defense for you as well. So uh, these these 10 extra guys are going to come in and they're going to fill that role for you. And then, you know, someone like me who played fullback, uh, you know, I was also, you know, I was switching up and I was playing linebacker as well for them as well um, on practice, uh, you know, on, on for the dummy squad or whatever they wanted to call it. So some guys will, uh, some starters will do both. And then the other 10 guys are going to come in and fill that role. So they might be a wide receiver, but they're also playing safety as well, uh, you know, when the offense is out there.
0: Sure, they want to do anything they can to stick around and hopefully catch somebody's eye, whether it's on the current franchise or maybe another team that is, is looking to fill a position. And guys, I'm talking with Chris Gronkowski, a four-year veteran in the NFL. He's, he's since retired, but he is, he's very active with all social media, including TikTok. And if y'all don't follow him, if you're not on TikTok, there's one reason to get on TikTok, and it's not watching these kids dance and do all that goofy stuff. <laughs> follow Chris and just learn more about the day-to-day I didn't know how roommates worked in the NFL on the road. I didn't know how a typical uh, practice day or an off-season day, and that's that's the kind of awesome stuff that led me to find Chris and get in touch with him. Chris, I want to talk, and we've just got a few more minutes, and I really appreciate your time today. Um, I want to talk about uh, if you've had any experience with the NFLPA, with the Players Association, there's a collective bargaining agreement that really is negotiated between management and all the players and their representatives. And it's those documents, those, those hotly debated. And that's why there's work stoppages a lot of times, but it's those documents that help create the rights and the remedies for the, for the players. Have you had any involvement in your time? Were you part of any of those negotiations or have any dealings with them?
1: I was not part of any of the CBA uh, you know, uh, agreements or anything like that, but, you have a player rep that is, um, you know, they'll come in, they'll ask questions, it's someone on your team, um, you know, that's, they're going to ask these questions if they think they, they need to, and they'll come in and, and ask them and kind of get a, a consensus from the team on, on what they think. But um, yeah, overall, I think the NFL's uh, NFLPA has done, a, they've done a good job. Uh, when I left, you know, there was a lot of resources and a lot of programs available for me, uh, once I left the NFL, so I did take advantage of a lot of them. Uh, I went back to school at Harvard, uh, so I got a cool, cool one-week degree from Harvard that I can hang on my wall. Um, you know, I, I took uh, advantage of some of the training programs where you're actually able to train for 18 months for free um, with you know the professional trainers, and did that as well. Um, you know, they have back-to-school programs and um, they have all kinds of um, just meet and greets as well. You know, get back and, and meet with your chapter and go play top golf and just get back into it with the guys. And there's just so many programs set up now to to really help mm-hmm. players after football um, transition over. So yeah, done a pretty good job with it.
0: Uh, unfortunately, a lot of what you're describing was not around in the prior generations before you, or nothing like it is now. There's so many programs and, and what that's what led me to Talk about there's litigation that's been ongoing, for those of you who don't know, that deal with concussions, with CTE and the like. And we're getting back to, to being injured on the job, Chris. I don't know if you had any of this experience. You probably saw a lot of your teammates that may have, uh, getting your bell rung is not even the term anymore. It's concussion and you go straight into the protocol because there's so much that's known now, good or bad. There's so many tragic stories out there. But, Chris, did you ever have to deal with concussion protocol? Did you ever miss any time as a result?
1: And so when I was playing, it really wasn't um, it wasn't created yet, the, the concussion protocol that there is now. So, uh, you know, if if I took a big hit, uh, you know, I, I would shake it off and I'd probably be in the next play. So um, they've done a really good job with that now. And, and you know when a guy has, has got lit up and he can hardly walk and, you know, all of a sudden, you, two plays later, he's back in the game. So that no longer happens. You know, the second they see that now they pull him and you know, they're taking care of guys, the technology with the helmets and the equipment and also the training behind, um, you know, how to actually tackle a guy correctly has all improved greatly. So uh, I'm not gonna sit here and say, I didn't have concussions. I probably had a lot based on what the definition is. It's probably pretty much every play um, at the fullback position. I mean, I, I could tell you that during camp, as I walked on the field before practice, uh, it was just a heartbeat in my head, um, that I would feel. So, you know, that was from high school on all the way through the NFL every year. And, you know, it would take a couple of days to kind of get used to, um, I guess hitting. And then, you know, you, you wouldn't get that anymore, but every camp it was the same thing you would hit until, you know, you whatever, whatever that you call that in your head, uh, heartbeat, uh, as you took a step, it would hurt a little bit, but, um, that was just normal um and like you said before you're you're superman at that time so you think nothing of it all you think about is is being you know the the, the beast on the field that's going to light up every guy so you do what you have to to make the team and hopefully there's no long term effects of it um, I, I can't say it either way if it affected me um so i think time will tell with that and uh, hopefully it doesn't
0: Well, hopefully you're doing whatever you need to to be doing to keep yourself fit and healthy. And we certainly see that with the workouts and all the other things that you're doing. As we're getting closer to the the end of our our conversation, I do want to go to the time period uh, with your last uh, team when you did end up getting hurt with your ankle. If you would, just share a little bit about that experience and what transpired.
1: Yeah, so I was in practice and um, just a normal practice and ran a play and uh let's see so the the d tackle decided to throw ronnie brown on the ground and um he fell on the back of my ankle so I ended up rolling my ankle high ankle sprain um i was out and then you know at that point it's you know you, you become damaged goods for the most part is what it is and so um, instead of waiting for me to become healthy again and keeping me on the team they released me with the injury settlement um at that time they told me three weeks um so I got three weeks of uh, you know of, of salary, which put me into a fourth year, fourth credited season. At that time, I said, "Man, a fourth credited season is awesome. Uh, you know, it goes towards my uh, my pension. It goes towards uh, everything, um, the health benefits, annuities. Uh, just, it, it's a great, great uh, you know bonus onto any NFL career." So uh, I signed that, and it ended up taking me probably um, more like three months to recover from it. was a lot worse than they claimed it was and um i had to sit there rehab they paid for all the rehab but it took me a lot longer than i thought to get back uh once i was healthy um continued to train and then went down to a a tryout in miami and ran a 40-yard dash and and i completely ruptured my hamstring so uh, at that point it was um, either have surgery and get it repaired or just move on so um, I had a lot of other things going on with business, and, and I moved on at that point. So it wasn't actually a tryout with the Dolphins. It was—I um, can't remember what they call it at this time—but it was a tryout to kind of kind of get back in the league kind of deal. So it wasn't something that they covered. So that was on my own insurance.
0: Well, that's—I was going to ask you the difference between the two injuries. The first one with the ankle, the Chargers took care of all of your medical medical related expenses. But right. this other one, you were you were a free agent at that point. Um, and so that was on your own. Now, did you have health insurance at that point? Because, and the reason why I asked that, I don't know if you were, were married at the time and maybe a spouse uh, had insurance or uh, share a little bit about that. Because what people don't realize is once you're a free agent and you get hurt in an event like this, the dollar for dollar, that's coming on the injured worker. That's yep. not. I mean, the injured player. There, there is no employment at that point.
1: Correct. Yeah. So um, I was covered. I was, I was covered. I had insurance because I got the third credited season and I became vested. So uh, at that point, you then are covered for five years after you're done playing. Uh, if you don't make it to three years, you have nothing. So um, because I got to that third year, the NFL then paid for pays for my insurance for the next five years, which just um, I think it expired last year. And then after that, they give you a twenty-five thousand dollars credit per year that you played uh, per credited season that you played uh, towards any healthcare after that. So um, I walked away with the, the five years insurance plus a hundred thousand um, dollars towards uh, health benefits. Afterwards, I could pay for insurance or could pay for surgery or whatever health-wise um, you know concerns that you had it would cover. Uh, so that's that's where I'm at now, and I use that money to pay for my my
0: health insurance right now. And what about, we haven't really talked about this part, Chris, but was there, does the NFL offer any type of disability policies that are independent of work comp? For example, if your injury from your hamstring and your your, uh, ankle were so severe it may forced you to retire and the doctors gave you, uh, I'm going to call it a medical retirement, does the NFL offer disability policies that you could have applied for?
1: Yes, they do. Uh, I know teammates and friends that have have taken them. And um, I know a brother that will probably apply for it as well, or at least qualify for it. Uh, But yeah, if you're, if you're, uh, I I know it's a formula and it's a certain percentage of your body is considered disabled. um, You would, you would get the the payment, I believe it's seven and a half years. And I don't know the exact payout, but um, yeah, there's definitely programs in place
0: to help a guy out who is forced into retirement. Well, Chris, I sure appreciate you sharing some insider knowledge and your personal experience about something that that not a lot of people know about, about when somebody who is an NFL player, whether active roster or on the practice squad, which used to be called taxi squad, if they get hurt, they're treated very differently. And, And thank you for sharing those things. But before I let you get out of here, I want to talk about two last things. I want you to talk to us about Ice Shaker and I want you to share your social media because I want folks to find you if they had not And a lot of people have found this guy and you really <laughs> talk to it, us about It's ice been stuff.
1: fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ice shaker is a, it's a kitchen grade insulated shaker bottle. Uh, it's going to keep your drink hot or cold and has the ability to shake up your protein and really just started because I wanted one cup that I could use all day, every day, you know, not just at the gym, but also at work or on the airplane or by the pool and um, you know, I was just sick of having five or six different cups in the sink at the end of the day. So something I was just super passionate about, started as a side hustle and um, was able to get on ABC Shark Tank, ended up getting offers from all five sharks and, and closed the deal uh, with Mark Cuban, Alex Rodriguez. And it just took off from there. We're now uh, going into our, our fifth year with it. Um, you know, we're national with Vitamin Shop, GNC, Lifetime Fitness. We're in grocery stores now. We have a, a cool special coming out in January on QVC uh, so it's just been, it's just been awesome. And, um, every day I learn something new, you know, it's, Absolutely. it's, it, it doesn't come easy. I'm it's sure, fun. you know, anything in business is, it's very tough. Um, to start ground up and mm-hmm. it's been a grind and, um, it's a challenge. And I love it because you know that's, that's what drives me. So, uh, that's ice sugar, ice We're everywhere. You check that out. And then my social media is at Chris Grankowski. And like you were saying, TikTok has been a lot of fun, a lot of just insider information. Um, breaking out my actual playbooks from the cowboys uh, i was breaking out workout sheets from the chargers and this is all actual stuff that we used uh when i was on the team um now you know it's all on ipad so no one has the the sheets of yeah. paper anymore and no one has any of the information anymore but um i snuck away with some of it and i still have it and uh i even broke out my fine letter the other day from uh, a late hit with the broncos and <laughs> i got i got fined i think 87 for it and um I was reading the letter off on tiktok the other day was it
0: worth it was it worth it,
1: the it hit? Was, it's worth the story right yeah but yeah. i mean it was before the whistle and i was always told you know play to the whistle and um i found out really quickly that the nfl has a rule that says unnecessary roughness before or after the, the whistle you know may result in a fine
0: so um yeah that that rule is on that letter and i know all about that rule now so um, uh-huh. I got to ask, did your parents with five brothers in the house, did they institute a fine for unnecessary roughness of, of whatever y'all are doing at the top?
1: No, they, um, they encouraged it. Uh, if you had an issue, it was taken outside and, um, that's kind of how we were, we were brought up. So, uh, they knew that we, I mean, there was, there was rules to that. I mean, no punching in the face and mm-hmm. uh, you know, nothing below the belt, but other than that, um, uh, you know, it was take it outside and you guys could fight all day and get the energy out. And once you guys settle your problem, come back inside and see us. So uh, my dad even used to have a game, we called it zoom zoom, but we put pillows inside of our shirt and uh-huh. then we just run full speed at each other. And, um, you know, whoever took the other person down and then you, you know, you kind of like sumo wrestle basically.
0: And you jump on top of them and pin them at the end, but
1: all it's right, kind I, of I gotta, uh,
0: <laughs> I say Gordy, the oldest, he played baseball. He stood no chance. Okay. Yeah, he did.
1: Yeah, he, he didn't. Um He was It it was funny because he was just, he was really small in high school and then uh, he got to college and he grew and he put on all this weight and he then wished he played football, but uh, in high school, he was not built to be a football player.
0: Well, guys, if you don't know about the Gronkowski jeans, Chris is their dad played at Syracuse, three-year starter. Their grandfather was in the 24 Olympics in Paris. Go read up about him and Chris, I want to thank you again for spending some time with us today. I've had a lot of fun learning a lot. Uh, I put the link to the Ice Shaker website in the show notes. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much for for spending some time with us.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Well, you guys be safe out there. We're we're not done with the pandemic. And I say this on all my live, even if you don't like wearing a mask for yourself, please wear it for your fellow mankind. Enjoy your Thanksgiving break and we'll catch you guys another time. Be well.